Welcome to Ben Nanda's Friends. Hi, Ned. Hey, Jay. Thanks to our lovely little man for that introduction. And welcome to Spin on a Sixpence, our podcast showing how we are pivoting our lives around the COVID-19 crisis with a toddler and a newborn. So the first two weeks of... Uh, February this year, we had, um, we're preparing, I guess, for the birth of our second child, our daughter, and which we like, didn't know was a daughter. That's at right. The time. And it felt like the biggest thing that was going to come upon us. So, then maybe you could just tell me a little bit about um, those two weeks leading up to when she was born, um, what you were doing, and how you were preparing and feeling, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, I had taken a new job and uh, was trying to crank out four weeks of work with kudos to the manager that recruited a heavily pregnant woman Uh, and smashed out the four weeks, but it was literally a bit of a crawl to the finish line. I think I worked up to 37 weeks, which was very exhausting. I underestimated how tiring it was with a toddler in the mix, even with my husband doing much of the heavy lifting, literally. And the thing I reckon I was most uh, worried about was the breastfeeding side of things because I found that a bit of a nightmare the first time, lots of issues. So I think I had lots of reservations about that. The actual... uh, because we knew we were going in for a uh, cesarean, that sort of we'd done that before, so that didn't stress me out that much. It's just like going in for a dentist appointment, but instead of having a tooth out, you have a baby out. <laughs> and how about you, Jay? How were you feeling in that? I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kind of lucky because I was in a really busy period in my job. Uh, at the beginning of a new year. So I was kind of distracted by that um, for for most of the lead up, I guess. Um, So I was, yeah, I was kind of really quite focused on on the job side of things at the time. Um, But really uh, a little bit anxious and a little bit excited all at the same time about a new child coming along. It also kind of felt to me like we'd done this once before so we should be okay, even though we heard like both a mix of horror stories and, and really great stories. Um, so yeah, I was kind of really anticipating the whole thing, but also very distracted by work, literally up until the night before uh, we had our daughter. So so I walked out of the uh, out of the office, at, no, I worked a job that included some evenings, so I walked out of, a, out of the office at 8.30 at night saying goodbye to everyone for what I was assuming at the time was going to be just four weeks away. Uh, little was I to know what was still to come, but that's uh, more further down the track. And I think the um, the birth of a child always comes full of excitement, anticipation and some sense of nerves and we'd been, it was never really quite like happening in my head uh, for a lot of the pregnancy because we've been on such a journey to have our, um, this second child. I guess our first child as well, to be honest, different different issues. Uh, having our first born was probably the biggest change that both of us had ever experienced. Yeah, I remember saying at the time that 
with the firstborn, it was like the, the best thing and the hardest thing that we'd ever done all at the same time. And it's this gigantic pivot in your lives. But then it, it, it's like the best thing you could possibly do as well. Yeah. And I th- at the time that our son was born, like many new parents, I guess, we, support, we sought the support of like family and friends. We had um, them over a lot helping us out. Um, as we started on the journey of bringing up our, our newborn son at the time. And that's a, a point that I think is quite pertinent to what we're going through right now. And, and we can talk a little bit more about that later in this episode. Our little boy is now a gorgeous, sometimes cheeky two-year-old who brings us heaps of joy and adventures. We'd uh, had quite a rough journey getting pregnant a second time. And we'd probably got close to the point where we thought we might not be able to get pregnant again, but then by chance the pregnancy stuck. So there were lots of nerves around the anticipated arrival of number two, and it was quite difficult to believe that the pregnancy would succeed. And I think uh, as we got, you know, progressed through the pregnancy, we got more excited and looking forward to having a newborn and I think we were both pretty confident that we'd do okay bringing them up as we'd done it once before and also had the realisation that the newborn phase would end at some point, although last night is proving that at seven weeks it's still... Sorry, Mike hit. <laughs> last night's proving that uh, seven-week point is not the point where it gets better and we'll hopefully get some sleep some one day soon. Hopefully. Um, so there's a really surreal feeling on the day that a child arrives, I think. And particularly when you um, are leaving your toddler with the grandparents and you're driving to hospital to welcome a new human into the world. It's, it's really something that's pretty indescribable. I don't think there's a way you can actually describe that feeling. But on a Friday morning then in the high... Ned and I headed to hospital and within a couple of hours Ned had an elective Caesar and we welcomed our beautiful baby daughter into the world. And we were both pretty confident it was going to be a boy so that was like a super surprise. That's true. I was like 100% it was going to be a boy the whole time, literally until she came out into the world. Uh, It took me a couple of, actually it felt like a long time as I looked at our baby girl to realise it was not a boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd even called it just before the surgery started. It was, yeah, it was crazy. We, we just thought it was a boy the whole time. But there you go. We've got a beautiful little girl, so we're very lucky. Um, and truly at this time, like, everything was pretty normal around the COVID-19 stuff. So COVID-19 was really just a, a blip on the radar when she was born. Um, it's It was something that was happening in China, and, and the reality in Australia just just like literally seven weeks ago, it feels a bit crazy to say that, was that anyone who visited China was being asked to quarantine and, and that was that was really it. Um, so how things have changed for everyone in this country and around the world since? For sure. I think the time in hospital with our baby went very smoothly. We had visits from relatives, lots of visits from her big brother and really good quality time getting to know her. And I think we felt a bit spoiled it just being us with the baby a lot of the time and having my parents able to look after our toddler 
even bringing her home felt much smoother than the first time and we settled into our schedule with only a few little hiccups along the way. Uh, so uh, just like, f- so that's what, five and a half weeks ago, we felt like everything was pretty cruisy and we'd nimbly navigated the arrival of our gorgeous daughter. Yeah, I guess the only thing was that we were lacking sleep was about the reality of it. And, and in those first two weeks, with the support particularly of, of your parents, we've been able to, when we had bad nights, they'd quickly skedaddled away with our toddler so we could get a few more hours sleep and, and stuff like that, which was really helpful. Um, and I guess at this at that point, five and a half weeks ago or so, we, we really, really believed that that would be the greatest pivot we had to make it in this current time, um, having this um, second little human come into our lives, and that we were doing a pretty good job of it in general. And then it all changed so quickly. So in the next episode, we'll delve more deeply into the details of the bigger changes in our lives that have caused us to pivot. And this is like a forced pivot, I guess, uh, with, you know, forced by external circumstances. Although we've, you know, you've got to make some, have some personal agency and personal choice along the way. But we've needed to spin very fast on a sixpence. And suffice to say, in dealing with everything else in the last seven weeks, we've tried to keep the kids' lives as normal and relaxed as possible. With our baby daughter, the two most difficult things have been the fact that we haven't been able to utilise family and friends' support that we had last time. And we haven't been able to take her out and introduce her to our friends as much as we had planned as we were sort of waiting for the six-week vaccine mark and then we were going to hit up all the friends and go to lots of cafes and playgrounds and all of that. But that hasn't happened. Which I guess relates back to the thing we were saying in the in the first episode where you never quite know what's expected, really. Um, and that's certainly hit home for everyone at the moment. And all that being said, we've pivoted to ensure, particularly for our daughter that, um, and our son as well, but, but particularly for our daughter as she's new in this world, that she has a lovely, relaxed start to life as much as possible. Uh, and that she, And... One of the real silver linings is that we're both really enjoying so much quality time with her and ensuring she feels really loved. And I'd also say that uh, in relation to the friends and the fact that we haven't been able to go and introduce her to friends and have coffee catch-ups, etc., etc., um, has been that when we, we, we take our two kids out for at least one walk every day, um, and often two or three, um, and it's been really interesting when we go for our walks around the neighbourhood. How many parents, with um, also with young children, will stop and chat from a distance and ensure you're travelling okay as well. We were down at one of our local shops this morning. This this lovely mum with a, a nine month old and I don't know, he's probably three or four, stopped and had a really lovely chat with us and made sure that we were okay and we sort of vice versa and it was a lovely little engaging conversation with someone that we don't know and we may not meet again but it was it's really lovely seeing that in community at the moment i remember Um, like one day i popped out of the shops which i'd been in for about eight minutes and jay had about eight people had stopped to meet our what was very little newborn then probably only a couple of weeks old and Every, the COVID stuff was just starting to um, to hit and having that beautiful little light just brought so much joy to people. So even though you, um, you know, you're kind of actually bringing joy to people that maybe you wouldn't ha- have thought that you would have in the community 
um, outside of your normal circle. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. That was just when social distancing had actually just begun. And I remember I was standing outside the store and there was a young girl who was serving on the counter and uh, she really wanted to see the baby. And she actually like got teary because she was so happy to have this little bub that she saw in a rather full-on and depressing situation when there was nothing on the shop shelves and all that sort of stuff. So that was really, really, oh, it was such a beautiful moment. So as we moved into week three of our daughter's lives, things started to take many turns for the worse and we had to make some quick pivots. So this is where we'll head in episode three. Thank you for all the lovely feedback on our first episode. Please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and feel free to share your spin on a sixpence journeys on our Facebook page. Hope you have a great night. Thanks for chatting. See ya. Bye.